A blaze started on Saturday in East County near the Habatul Valley area, southeast of Alpine and east of Hamul. It's now called the Valley Fire. The flames quickly spread, destroying at least 10 homes and some two dozen outbuildings. Fire crews are bracing for changing conditions that will make this firefight harder, with gusty winds coming in Tuesday afternoon. Just hours ago, Cal Fire San Diego Chief Tony Meacham called the fire a sleeping giant that will push west once the Santa Anas arrive. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Terry Figueroa, you're on the public safety team, and just like me, we were covering the Valley Fire over the weekend. So for uh, everyone else with the luxury of a Labor Day weekend, can you bring us up to speed? Uh, how did the fire start and kind of wrap up the past uh, two days of events? Well, the fire started, and thank you for having me, by the way. Um, fire started Saturday afternoon, um, roughly two o'clock. And um, it is technically still under investigation, although we did report that um, it may have started by a tractor. That's we don't know because it's really um, unknown at this point what started it. But once it started, it blew up pretty quickly. It, it reached 500 and then 1,000 and then 1,500 acres inside of less than two hours. It, it just blew up. And, of course, it was under the time when we had an excessive heat warning this year or this, this weekend. And Sunday... Um, it continued to move and it continued to move kind of in a, in a southeasterly direction. And as it just blew through, it took out 36 buildings, including 11 homes. Uh, the others are outbuildings, although, you know, we're still trying to determine what those buildings are. It also injured two people. Um, and by Saturday night, I'm sorry, Sunday night, it was at 10,000 acres. By Sunday morning, it had exploded 17. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it just really blew up. And crews have been doing everything that they can, but they've only been able to get it 3% contained, which is so unusual because fires, usually they're able to get a pretty quick containment on them. But this one has just raged through some pretty dry, brittle brush in the, in the rugged terrain out in East County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you go a little deeper into kind of describing the geography here? Because, you know, we know the amount of fuel really kind of plays a role into how fires work. And this is kind of like, a, you know, that bumpy, rocky terrain, right? That's exactly what it is. It's, you know, it, it is what you see when you drive out uh, west on the 8. Um, I'm sorry, east on the 8. It, it is rocky. A lot of this is old growth um, that hasn't burned in a bit. Um it is, there's a, it's a very, it's rural out there, but there are a lot of folks that live out there and, and the roads do crisscross throughout in that area. Um, uh, it's sort of a, a east of Hamul, south of, of Alpine area is where this has been. And it's sort of marched east, um, just over hills and, and over really rough, rugged terrain for crews to get to, but hand crews are trying to get in there as well as they have benefited by um, a lot of um, air attack. In fact, on Monday, they pulled the trigger on a an agreement that CAL FIRE has with the local military bases. And they were able to get six helicopters added in to help them with this, this uh, firefight, or water, this uh, fire, uh, fighting the fire. Um, so we had that just march, 
just 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 marched through and and people that we talked to said you know all of a sudden it just came over a hill and and we of course in san diego have seen that before we know we know that yeah it seems like this is one of the fires in which because of the terrain you know you're you're having a hard time fighting it no matter what you do so you really depend on that air attack and I, I guess how unprecedented is this new agreement? Because is this the first time that uh, they've teamed up with the military to provide this extra air support? No, actually, they did this in, I want to say it was 2014 for the Cocos Fire and the other fires that were burning. Um, folks may remember it was um, May and Santa Ana conditions hit in May, um, which is not how we usually experience Mays, but in recent years we have. Um and that fire, those, there were a number of fires that just blew up in East, in uh, North County and uh, mm-hmm. um, took out homes and businesses. And, and it was, those were pretty big fires. Um, and really, I think that this agreement, it, it sort of dates back to the days of old timers will remember um, the Cedar Fire in 2003, uh, Witch Creek Fire in 2007. Those were just massive, unprecedented fires in, in their size and, and scope. Um, and there were so many questions about why isn't the military, you know, why aren't we calling in the military? Um, one one uh, fire official said to me, well, it would be like asking our firefighters to go in and help in, 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 you know, a battle with the military. It's a different training. You have to train them up as to how to fly in these particular situations. So um, they really worked together and they were able to set this agreement in, into place. So this is, this was, um, a welcome boost for, for fire crews, especially because, oh my gosh, this weekend, obviously we all know it was brutally hot. On uh, Yesterday, I talked to the National Weather Service and it was going to be 10 degrees lower than it had been the day before. And that was still 10 degrees higher than usual. Um, mm-hmm. But luckily today, we had a marine layer and unfortunately, smoke. Um, but that combined to bring the temperatures down. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe not way out in East County, but in, in lots of the coastal strip, it's been cooler throughout throughout the county today or throughout uh, part of the county. Yeah, I'm in South Park, San Diego, and it's been uh, pretty cloudy over here. A L- little bit yellowy as soon as the yellow goes away, but it's been considerably cooler than it was for the past couple days. But also on that point, uh, many people in that kind of broader East County area lost power for a period of time. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, there, the fire hit distribution lines um, areas, and, it, and there was at least five circuits that that went down. There was at least thirty four hundred folks who were without power, and um, again, sweltering, unprecedented heat out that way. So um, uh, we talked to to uh, one woman who'd said that they were sleeping on the balcony because they didn't have air conditioning, and it was just so brutally hot um and the thing is is that we did get a little bit of a respite today but that's about to change this -hmm. afternoon the this evening about sunset everything's going to shift and the santa annas are going to start coming in and um, that basically means all of the the desert heat and winds are going to be coming from the desert instead of our usual flow of air off the ocean it's now going to come in from the desert and that means the fire could shift in the direction that it's it's moving. Right now, it's moving in an easterly way, and it will switch and start to move west. And and that's what crews have been looking at for about two or three days, and that's their biggest concern is 
knowing that this fire is about to flip and, and it's the winds, the Santa Ana winds. The, the gusts that are um, expected tonight are in the 40s. Sustained winds in the 20s and 30s. So fire crews have have concerns. And mm-hmm. and uh, that, that will last into Wednesday. There may be a little bit of a respite Wednesday, tiny little one. Uh, but then it's gonna it's gonna come right back again again um, Wednesday night, according to to my reporting with the National Weather Service. Mm-hmm. And there also was a press conference uh, earlier today where they kind of explained the situation and uh, Meacham described it as a sleeping giant. So what do firefighters do in these situations where they know that this fire can completely shift? Like, how do you adequately get resources from one end of the fire to the other end of the fire when this could change really rapidly? Well, what they have been doing is they've actually been focusing on the western flank. Um, they explained today that that they they do know that this shift is coming and um, they are preparing for that shift. So they've been um, trying to to work to create um, breaks and and really get ready for the the change by working on the western flank of the fire. So they're they're hoping that 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 will. Help and, and of course, you know, we've got we've still got airdrops and everything else that are happening too. But and, and that's the other concern is I mean, there's a huge evacuation area. It's it's it basically essentially from the eight south of Alpine down to the ninety-four. It's it's pretty much a big area. I mean, that's not mandatory evacuations, those are a, a lot of that is um warnings. But it, it's still a pretty big area, and and we have seen fires just take off in the backcountry before. So you know there is a real concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you know you hear leaders saying that this is the time where you need to be ready to go at a moment's notice. Like you don't want to have to evacuate at two in the morning or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and and that absolutely does happen. Especially this, it could certainly happen today uh, because. We have a, a, you know, around sunset is when that shift is going to be. And um, I mean, I, I, it could just really come around to life in the middle of the night. And so um, if officials are saying, just get out now if, mm. you, if you have concern. So, Certainly. Concern. And uh, I guess uh, if I live, you know, not in an evacuation zone, but nearby, what are some recommendations that leaders and, you know, from your reporting that you would give to people who, you know, may not be directly in the line of fire, but could, you know, be in danger? Um, well, you know, there's, of course, there's the op- the um, chance that your power could go down. So be prepared for that. Um, and also just what the officials are saying, get ready to get out quick or just get out. Um and, and of course, you know, adding to all of this is, yes, they are absolutely supplying um, and uh, providing evacuation centers. But what do those look like in the age of COVID? So, you know, they're, they're trying to be really cognizant of social distancing. And, and it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's everything on top of each other. It's over the weekend, we just published our disaster guide, which you know, in the art, they added the little N95 masks as a logo. And it was just kind of a reminder that San Diego gets kind of every possible calamity. I know. I know. My goodness. Don't, don't, don't jinx us. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood on this, uh, this uh, kitchen desk over here. 
Yeah, and I guess um, as we go forward and continue to observe this developing situation, uh, what's kind of your reporting plan for uh, the rest of today and kind of going into tomorrow? Well, um, we of course had folks out at the at the press conference today, and we we do have um, folks out on the in the field and fire lines today. Um, we are um, constantly <laughs> talking with and, and texting with the fire folks as well, and and. In addition to that, we're also paying attention to um, to what SDG is saying and uh, uh, the weather service. Those are, are mm-hmm. those those things too matter in this. Mm-hmm. Certainly, a lot of moving parts. All right, Terry Figueroa, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you want to include the San Diego Union-Tribune in your morning routine, check out our daily flash briefing. Every weekday morning, hear a quick summary of the day's top stories. Just search San Diego Union-Tribune wherever you get your podcasts, including smart speakers. Until next time.